Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning into the seventh episode of Bits and Beyond, presented by Students Alumni Relations Cell, Bits Pilani, Pilani Campus. This is Harsh Singh, member of the Students Alumni Relations Cell, and your host for this episode. Today we'll be having a chat with our very special guest, Mr. Arjun Singh. Mr. Arjun Singh graduated from Bits Pilani, Hyderabad Campus in 2021 with a bachelor's in mechanical engineering, and later went on to pursue masters at Imperial College of London. is working as a graduate simulation and modeling engineer at Mercedes AMG F1 team in Brackley in England during his time at Bits he was part of many projects and has various publications to his name he also has vast experience in aerodynamics as a team lead of CFD and aerodynamics at Hyperloop India welcome to bits and beyond arjun thanks a lot for joining us in this podcast today thank you for having me yeah So let us start with the first few questions of the evening without any further ado. Uh, there are a lot of people enthusiastic about motorsports and F1 in general. So when did you start to develop a passion for it? And when did think uh, when did you think that this passion and enthusiasm will turn into a real career prospect for you? Um to be very honest with you guys, I I think it wasn't it wasn't until like just one year ago I actually got into F1. for the whole of my undergrad during quits i was i actually uh, wasn't huge into f1 i did not know much about it i was very huge into like aerospace industry actually i wanted to get into academia uh, during the four years of my undergrad but then i came to imperial and imperial actually has a really uh, crazy formula 1 culture especially in the aeronautics and mechanical engineering department they have their own um, student formula team and a lot of professors over here actually also uh with their worked with uh, uh formula 1 teams as well i know there's one professor who worked with uh, McL- who works with mclaren and um, so yeah a lot of my friends uh, they got me into f1 last year and um, it, it it was a really prestigious thing to be you know to even get an uh, interview opportunity with them and i never you know imagined that i uh, i would actually be hearing from them even for an interview and yeah to be honest it started just about a year ago and yeah Okay okay yeah so you mentioned that you got into F1 last year so do you have a favorite driver and is mercedes your favorite team I mean of course it has to be hamilton like <laughs> of course okay. <laughs> it has to be i mean but, but like yeah i i used to love bottas as well but okay yeah, okay hamilton okay. always and the favorite track on the calendar uh, has to be monza oh yeah, yeah. same has same to be monza yes yeah. <laughs> as we want uh okay in the competitive world of motorsport it is tough to find opportunities let alone be an engineer for an f1 team what was mm-hmm. your career path like from college to where you stand today for all the motorheads and f1 enthusiasts listening in today how does one prepare his resume to become an f1 engineer to be honest like um working in f1 is is like getting a job in f1 is not any different from getting a job at any other you know tech or uh, uh ca company like that the thing is at the end of the day they don't care how big of a formula 1 fan you are if they care more about um how clear your fundamentals are for some of the roles uh, at least like for instance aer- if you're going for aerodynamics uh role they might ask you or you know uh, if you know some fundamentals about the wings of uh, uh f1 cars like what exactly is drs and stuff like that but if you're for for a lot of these roles they actually check your fundamental knowledge uh 
So yeah, for instance, I, I'm doing uh, modeling and simulation and particularly my entire background was CFD, but uh, I got into modeling and simulation based on based on my master's thesis, which is completely different from what I had done during my undergrad. I'll talk, talk more about it later on during the this podcast as well. Right, right. That was very insightful. Mm -hmm. uh, so being part of an F1 team must feel special, even more mm -hmm. so when that team is an eight-time world-constructed champion like Mercedes. So mm -hmm. what does a typical day for you look like when you drive up to your office in the morning in practice? And how hard is it to gain that thousandth of a second advantage over your rivals? Um, to be honest, like, um, the thing is, like, when you enter the office, like, when I first entered the office and I and I had my first induction and everything else, like, I I could tell for very well why this team was has been a world champion for eight years consecutively. Right. There, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Like, um, of course, people work hard. Like Hamilton always mentions the you know thousand people at the factory who always work hard. But yes. other than that, in the past few years, what Mercedes has developed in you know whether it be their tech, uh, you know, uh, the way all these different departments uh, communicate with each other, and how streamlined everything is, and how um, you know the vast experience all these people have, and a lot the amount of you know rigorous testing everything goes through uh that actually kind of like speaks um speaks for like what mercedes is able to achieve so like a typical day uh for any engineer uh for instance in my department uh i'm working um in the modeling and simulation department so our job is basically to develop models uh which uh you know the drivers can uh you know in a, there's something known as a driver in loop simulator. Uh, yes. Since okay. drivers drivers are not allowed uh, more than I have, uh, I think an hour or something like that. Uh, there's there's a set uh, time that they're allowed on the track for practice. Okay. So these uh, these simulators are really really helpful for for these drivers. So they can even for pre race events and uh, even during development stage, these simulators are really helpful. And even for the race engineering. Uh, uh, teams, uh, it's really helpful for them to predict, uh, you know, what we can expect during the race, and uh, you know how the suspension is performing. What's, uh, what, you know, what uh, composition for the car should we be going at? How's the, how should the ride height be, and all that kind of stuff. So we develop these models, and it's it's, it's particularly more hectic to, uh, when we are approaching a race weekend. Uh, whole of department, uh, at least a few of them have to stay long hours and uh, uh, keep interacting with uh, with either vehicle dynamics or all these uh, other teams to, uh, you know, make sure that nothing goes uh, wrong on the race weekend. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty hectic, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's rewarding as well at the same time. Of course, yeah, it must be. Uh, so going into a bit of technical side of the sport, we have seen a lot of innovation in F1 recently, like DAS in Mercedes and f by McLaren in 2020, uh, 2010 it was, I think, yeah. Blown diffusers by Red Bull, etc. So most of these are created uh, by teams when there's a huge change in regulations. We have seen a completely different aerodynamic approach to building F1 cars this season with the ground effect and all which was a huge regulation change. So do you think changes like these uh, will be more pron pronounced in coming seasons? Um, personally, um, 
I can't say like what um you know the approach would be oh, uh you know would be for uh the, all these Formula One teams what they're expecting. Of course, there's a so this year, yeah, uh, it was a bumpy bumpy ride for us uh, in the um, the first few races. Um, but yeah, uh, the team worked really hard. Uh, I know I know the people who you know worked day and night to make sure that this that issue was solved and you know whatever issues Hamilton was facing uh, weren't right. there in the latter part of the season. But uh, all this uh, you know testing and the new innovation that uh, the paths these teams choose is a it's a rigorous testing process. Uh, yeah, this year uh, they made certain decisions. I cannot say why those decisions were made, and I can't say what decisions would be made for, for the next uh, uh, other seasons as well. But everything goes to a rigorous testing process. And these models that I told you about, they are particularly very helpful in, uh, you know, telling us what should we be expecting in the coming, uh, in the coming races. Right, right. So you did mention that you guys had a rocky year this, this season. So what do, how good do Mercedes' chances look for next year? So are you guys confident that you'll be able to challenge the likes of Red Bull and Ferrari next year? Um, I mean, yeah. See, the thing is like, um, to be honest, personally, I feel, uh, I feel that it's always nice to, you know, see Lewis and, uh, you know, Russell both on podium. Uh, it's always nice to see them sharing the podium together. Uh, and we're hopeful that, you know, next uh, next season would be really, really good for us. Uh, I think the team has um, uh, uh, learned a lot this season and even like the vast experience the team has had, uh, we do are, we are actually expecting that we're going to be really, really doing really well. I mean, I can't speak for the, uh, <laughs> speak for the team. It's just my personal opinion. Like, again, but yeah, from what I see, I, I feel the team has a lot of potential and will right. continue to. Couldn't do good by it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you did mention that it must feel it feels very good when you see Russell and Lewis on the podium. So, like, can you explain a bit more on that statement? Like, how special does it feel when your team is on the podium and your team wins? I mean, it is like you know. Um, I personally have uh, um, like I've only joined very. Uh, uh, it's not been a long time for me with the team yet. But for, for the brief part, part I've been with the team, it just feels very special to, you know, see that um, right. whatever contribution that you could make has has been like directly, directly, uh, you know, aided the team's performance uh, in, in every, uh, in the race. And I, I, and I feel I can speak on behalf of uh, my other uh, mates as well, who, you know, feel equally, you know, delighted when they see that the team's performance um, has improved because of uh, you know their contribution. So it's you know it's just like each person's contributions matters a lot. So yeah, that's what I think uh, it is like to work in F one. Right, right. So uh, we have heard that engineers in motorsports are known to have a grueling schedule and high workload, which makes it essential to have time management skills. So, can you tell us how much did your time in bits help you with developing this essential skill, and what tips do you have for our listeners today? Um, so, to be very honest with you guys, in bits, I was uh, the kind of student uh, who would be juggling between projects. Like, to be very honest with you, I was, yeah. I, I took, uh, I took a huge advantage of like not having the 
uh, 0% attendance policy uh, took huge advantage of that i would um <laughs> i would not go to classes often and to be honest okay. that did led led to lead to my great suffering quite a bit but okay. i feel uh um i was on the side i was always working on one project or the other i had a couple of projects because i was and other than that i was hugely into music so uh, shout out to music club uh, with sadarwad <laughs> so um i you would either find me just like you know playing uh, in the music room or uh, just uh, working on the project so i feel working on these different projects and like even on on my music it kind of like helped me uh you know lead through things uh, navigate through uh, different situations in my life and such that whenever you're in a situation where you have to juggle between projects for instance in f1 as well um you might start with you know a one small project but you'll see like how projects just build up one after the other you have to manage so many things you have to talk to different departments at the same time and like how you know i i've seen it happen firsthand like how people are uh, have to juggle so many things at once like you never know what's going to happen so bits kind of like prepares you in this situation uh because the the kind of freedom that bits allows you it's uh, it's frankly really amazing and i think it hel- it has helped me in my masters and i think uh it's helping me right now as well so i'm hopeful it will keep helping me uh, yeah. in the future as well so yeah, yeah there's that yeah okay okay so uh for our more casual listeners today uh, can you explain a bit about the different types of roles one can get into to enter an f1 team like what sort of majors are required etc to be honest like uh, a lot of majors like if, if you're from manufacturing yeah you've got a really good uh, you know uh, job at f1 like of course they got to look for materials how how yeah. you know the what kind of material the car would require if you're from uh, an aerodynamics perspective they've got a lot of jobs yeah. for aerodynamics aerodynamicists you know data engineers uh, from aerodynamics perspective and if you're just like you know you're you're a big huge nerd about data like if you've got race engineers for that race engineers they typically basically not just they don't analyze just the our mercedes drivers they're responsible for analyzing the entire race and um, yeah, other than that even if you're from electronics or computer science that's huge software dev um, yeah. scope in mercedes <laughs> f1 all the so uh, to be honest like no matter what uh, stem field you're from there's a huge like in my department i've i've people who who are from mathematics background mechanical background and uh, i'm both from mechanical and aerospace background and uh, a lot of people have had a uh, software engineering experience i've had no software experience i have no software engineering experience so it's a mix and match so this is a little bit of everything for everyone i would say in f1 it's a it's nice. a i would say after since the past few years especially after the netflix series came out uh, it's been a really booming industry and like a lot of it has le- attracted a lot of talent uh, yeah. in the past few years if this is what i personally seen and i think it's just going to person uh, keep growing right right uh, so you mentioned netflix's series uh, so uh, mm-hmm. a question on that uh motorsports has been on the rise in india with netflix's series like drive to survive garnering millions of views so what is your take on the potential of motorsports in india and do you think motorsports still has a long way to go to become one of the most popular sports in india um to be honest uh i wouldn't say i'm a pessimist 
but I, I think I have a very, um, uh, my thought is that motorsports still has a long way to go in India. For instance, if you look at sports yeah. like, I don't know, football, they're, they're huge in India. Why? Because like they share a huge cultural um, background uh, in India. Like Kolkata has had a huge, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, for football culture since, since years, yeah. decades. So yes, quite motorsports, yeah. yeah, so motorsports still has, a, it has a lot of potential and still a lot, a long way to go. But I think that that can only happen, like, you know, when Indians can find a connection, Indians only find, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, uh, attractive from, that's what I feel, is when they have a huge connection to it. Yeah. And I think <laughs> until and unless we're getting a Indian Formula One driver, I, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> that's what I feel. Right, right, right. So, uh, do you support any F, uh, Indian F1 drivers? Like in F2. Do you support any F2 drivers in from India, like Jehan Darwala, etc.? Um, I, I don't follow F2 the, that okay. much, unfortunately. So, right. so I can't speak on uh, <laughs> F2 drivers. <laughs> uh, my friend works on uh, F2, but I'm sure he can tell oh. you a lot more about it. But yeah, unfortunately, I can't. Uh, okay, okay. So uh, we have run out of questions for today. So with this, we would like to conclude this wonderful episode of Bits and Beyond with Arjun. We are all grateful to you for taking the time out of your schedule to be a guest on our podcast. I hope our listeners found this episode enriching and gained some understanding on how the motorsports industry works. It has been a pleasure talking to you, Arjun. Thank you for sharing your valuable insights. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to listen to our episode. We'll see you next time. Thank you.